Are you on crack right now? What kind of crack is it? <laughs> crack is whack. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, who are these people? How would you ever want to align yourself with Democrats at this point? They look ridiculous. It's a freaking clown show over there. It's Thursday, you guys. It's Thursday. We've made it through, almost made it through the first full week of January, the first full working week of January. Oh, We're that's not, right. Right. This is it. This is the first full working week. I feel like everybody's not full of cheese and bread <laughs> anymore. We're starting to work the cheese and bread out of our systems, which is lovely. It's really nice. You guys, while you're doing that, while you're working the cheese and bread out of your systems, make sure you go to our website at chicksontheright.com. Do that. Do that. Also, you should check out our communities at um, Facebook Insiders and then our, our locals community as well. And they will help you through the cheese and bread detox. <laughs> and so much more. They will help you through all of your Stony. troubles and turmoils. Totally. They are Best awesome, people. awesome people. You can get all those links at chicksontheright.com slash links. You yep. can find all the things. Literally yep. all of our things all are there. All the things. All of them. Mm -hmm. uh, man, did I ever pick a terrible day to have to have a shorter show. Way to go, Mock. <laughs> Way to go on your blood draw. I know, man. Because we I, hopefully everybody remember that we were starting early. Um, and so if you didn't, then you're going to, I don't know, you're going to join late. Does that mean you're fasting? I didn't even ask you that in pre-show. Yeah. Are you fasting? Oh, I do anyway. Tough. I'm like, I'm an intermittent faster person because I don't know if I've mentioned this to all of my fellow menopausal women out there. And I have no scientific data to back this up at all. But ever since I started not eating in the morning, like waiting about 16 to 18 hours to eat, I don't have hot flashes. It's helped. It's, it's helped totally made me go away. I don't know why. And I again, there is no data to make, to back this up. But that's the only thing I changed, and they literally vanished overnight. I, I don't. I don't. I have no other explanation. Okay, look so. at that. Look at Mock with the the IF like data there. I there mean, it's go. probably just a complete weird thing. But um, but yeah, that that works for me, and so. Uh, if, yes, I am fasting, but I I always do. So this is no different, really, than any other day. Than any other day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, you guys, I want to make sure that we mention our friends at MyPillow.com slash chicks right out of the gate to remind you about the huge bedding sale that they're having right now. Everything related to bedding is on super duper extra big sale especially when you, and really only when you use code chicks at mypillow.com slash chicks. But you know how every now and then I like to go to the site to see if there's anything new. You guys, look at this. I have to have this. Oh okay? my God, that's so cute. I have to have it. So it's a beach towel with handles. Oh my God, that that's you precious. you can then make into your bag. So like my favorite thing is this picture, right? Which like you can take your stuff, but you can also use it as a towel. How awesome is this? It is it's genius is what it is. That's right? so cute. And it's cute. It's really it's cute. so cute. I just yeah. love it. I'm going to get it and everybody should get it with me. It'll be like a big <laughs> giant party of getting the beach and bag the, towels. The next time we go someplace <laughs> tropical, we'll all match you guys. Oh my God. Let's match. It'll be right. like sixth grade. Sixth grade, we all match. It'll oh. be so much fun, you guys. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So anyway, check that out and check out all the huge betting deals at MyPillow.com slash. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act... That sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, so we're just going to get right into all the news because there was so much that went on yesterday. Some of it we knew was going to happen. Like, for example, the Trump Town Hall, we knew that was going to happen right like as a head-to-head against the um, Nikki versus Ron debate, which was on CNN. So competing things that were happening last night. Um, So we knew that that was going to happen and that happened. But what we did not realize was that Hunter Biden was going to show up at a congressional hearing that was meant to hold him in contempt, like the contempt hearing was happening and he decided because he is of course filming this documentary yeah he probably thought this is going to be like a really great thing for me to show up to and it caused absolute mayhem in that hearing we have so many clips to share from it um there's some mixed reviews of nancy mace who is my future possibly if she wins again in 2024 my future congresswoman um she was there were so many people that were angry at Hunter Biden's audacity to show up. And so this first clip that you're going to see is um, one of the rants that Nancy Mace had directly to Hunter Biden's face because he's sitting there in the front row with his lawyer and his BFF. And she's like, you should be hauled off to jail. Here yeah. she is just absolutely losing her mind. Who showed up on the Hill, on the Senate side, the day of that congressional subpoena to defy it and spit in the face of this committee? That's what you did. The question the American people are asking us is, what is Hunter Biden so afraid of? Why can't you show up for a, a congressional deposition? You're here for a political stunt. This is just a PR stunt to you. This is just a game that you are playing with the American people. You're playing with the truth. Um, Hunter Biden wasn't afraid to sell access to Joe Biden to the highest bidder when he was in elected office. He wasn't afraid to trade on the Biden brand, peddle influence, and share those ill-gotten gains with members of, of his family, including Joe Biden. He wasn't afraid to compromise the integrity of the presidency and vice president by involving Joe Biden in shady business deals with our foreign adversaries. But Hunter Biden, you were too afraid to show up for a deposition. And you still can't today. Um, I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now. Because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional ap- subpoena accountable. And I stood with each and every one of you. I am the only member in this room today 
who has held a member of my own party in contempt of Congress for not showing up for a subpoena. And I- I, she's yeah, she was badass yesterday. <laughs> Hunter Biden is what happens when you don't discipline your kids. <laughs> he is a yes. walking example of that. Like that Gen Zer that we played yesterday was like, I don't want to work. I don't like to work. Her grown up is a Hunter Biden. Mm. Like that's what happens. So that's your future there. <laughs> if you and parents like look around, if you have kids that are bitching and moaning because they don't like to work and they're just bra- that Hunter Biden is your future. That, yeah. that guy is just insufferable in every way. And he he believes he's untouchable and he's right. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of the criticisms that Nancy Mace got, because in the second rant that you're about to hear, she talks about how he's like the living example of white privilege, which was a really odd thing for her to say, Mm -hmm. um, because that's a leftist talking point, first of all. But but he he does have privilege. It's the the privilege that goes with his name has nothing to do with his skin color. So, but th- I did love this clip for the fact that she talked about his balls in it or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Here it is. Um, second question. You are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And- M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. I think it's great. I actually think it's great that she turned around the white privilege talking point and put it on them. I like that. It's I, mean, I didn't like that. I mean, I, I think, listen, it, it's, it isn't white privilege. It's Democrat privilege is what he has. And he does have the Biden. He has a lot of privileges. He has more privileges than anybody in that room, you know. But I but I do think it's interesting how she took the white privilege thing and sort of turned it around because it makes it takes a liberal talking point and turns it around and shoves it in their face. And it's like, well, what do you do with that? You know, they've been bitching and moaning about that for years. And so they're like, oh, well, crap, I guess it is an example of what we've been saying, even though we don't really believe in that garbage. She was right. able to turn it around and use it on them. And it I guess it applies in this case. He does have privilege. Pick a privilege, any privilege. <laughs> He's got it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, then her um, last little dig at him was this one. My last last message to you, Hunter Biden, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> F.A.F.O. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of would have loved if she would have said that. God, that would have hilarious. F around <laughs> and find out. That's right. God. There's so many Democrats who are like, this is, look, he's here. Why, if you guys really want to talk to him, then let's just have the hearing right now. He's totally agreed to have a hearing. That's not the point. That's not how depositions work. And all of the people who are making that argument are such disingenuous asshats that I cannot believe it. It's like, I responded to so many people on Twitter yesterday and I was like, do you know what a deposition is? Like, do you know how those work? And you are a congressperson. So if you don't, that's terrifying that you actually don't know what a deposition is for or why it's important. They have probably 25 hours minimum of questioning to do with him. They cannot use five minute chunks that they're allotted in a public hearing for, you know, three hours before there's a lunch break or whatever. That's just so ridiculous. And just to give an example of the kind of, of questions that they have for him, the mountains and mountains of questions, Representative Fallon like went off about that and it was fantastic. Having been an entrepreneur, a business person myself, 
Why create 30 shell companies if you have a legitimate business? What did your business do? What services did they provide? What goods did they sell? Um, who pockets seed money? I have never met anybody in business that pocketed seed money. It's the lifeblood of your venture. Why did you take millions from foreign entities? And what did, who was the big guy? Mr. Hunter Biden, was it your dad? 10% for the big guy? When you said in that WhatsApp message that I'm sitting right here with my father, was your father really there? Will you give up your geolocations on your phone with your dad so we can determine if you guys were actually in the same room at that time? Why did you email your daughter or text her and ask, uh, tell her about, boy, I wish I didn't have to give 50% of my salary to dad? This all is just questions that under a deposition, when we have hundreds of hours, we could ask this. And I'm only one member of a committee of 60. I'm sure my colleagues would have plenty of questions as well. So this is what it's about. It's about justice. And think about who you're defending here. He's not worthy of your defense. Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Oh. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> I write. I love that. And the production that he made yesterday, walking in there, what an arrogant SOB. I, right? just, I just thought, God, what a jerk this guy is. It's just unbelievable. The arrogance, the narcissism that was involved in yesterday. And he came in and you know he just wanted to get the... He wanted to get clips for a documentary so he can make money off of that because mm -hmm. he's not made enough money off the American people. I mean, it's just gross. The guy is so disgusting in every way. And the fact that Democrats would even defend this guy shows you who they are. Right. Like, how are they not offended at, at the at the circus that he's uh, bringing to their proceedings? Because like they're that? because wow. they're Democrats. You know, if this were Donald Trump Jr., it would be again, once again, yeah. It's a two-tier system. Once again, it's a double standard. I mean, I just, I watched that spectacle yesterday and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, who are these people? How would you ever want to align yourself with Democrats at this point? They look ridiculous. It's a freaking clown show over there. My God. It is. And even MSNBC was saying as much when this was happening live and they were, of course, having whatever show that they had at this time. Even their commentary, I was like, wow, they even recognize this for the crap show that it is. Listen to yeah. this. This is just an absolute mess. So this it's hearing is a clown show. I mean, it's uh, it's unbelievable and um, just insanity. I, I think him showing up really just amped up the, you know, the ability of people to, to use his presence there um, to, you know, make this a real PR moment. Yeah, that's yeah. all it was. Yeah. I mean, it just it just shows you just that he's just an absolute arrogant prick. I, there's mm -hmm. no other way to, sorry, I, that offends anybody, but that's what he is. I just, that's all I could think of yesterday. I'm like, wow, the audacity, you know, of him to do that in our institutions because he thinks he's above everything because he's Hunter Biden. Right. And he can do no wrong and he can do whatever he wants because his daddy will get him out of it. I mean, that is, it, you're gross, dude. Grow up. <laughs> Well, and then there was the moment because there were a lot of representatives who kind of had their moments to get in his face and yell at him and, and tell him what a total asshat he is. And then when it became Marjorie Taylor Greene's turn, he was like, I'm out. And he started he just got up and took his his two buddies and started wa walking out. And that's when like things absolutely exploded. Here's that moment. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Miss Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here we go. 
<laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. Yeah, he's afraid of yeah. women that aren't underage or paid for. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like, what was his point in even going then? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Attention. Except bring, yeah, except bringing attention. He's attention. He's so stupid. The guy just wants attention. He's just like, look at me, look at me. He's had it all of his life. He's a narcissist. He just wants attention. It's it's yeah. gross. Again, it's like these are the kids who are not disciplined. <laughs> He is that kid. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. What a piece of crap. So then, of course, you saw the mayhem as he was walking out. Then all of the reporters and camera people and everybody were like, oh, my God, we got to follow him. We got to follow him. And I don't know who the reporter was that was asking him if he is still on crack and what kind of crack he uses. But that was an actual thing that happened. Here is the video evidence. Hunter, what's your favorite type of crack? right now what kind of crack is it <laughs> crack is whack <laughs> oh that is a thing that actually happened and then peter Ducey's wife actually got a question in to which he responded and then he backed off because he was like oh she's scary um but she was she was good check her out mr biden why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if he had no involvement in your business you have a dad did he call you? Yes. Answer the phone? Yes. Okay. But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love and I love that that's Peter Ducey's wife. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. She is not playing. That she is not playing around. That whole house isn't playing. They're not playing. <laughs> And then it cut off right there. But his answer to her when she said that was, you're dangerous. You're very dangerous. <laughs> really? Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. Okay, Hunter. Yeah, My he God. does not like conservative women at all. <laughs> no. Nope. And then there was the moment where after he left, then everybody in the in that congressional hearing was like taking their turns to say all the Democrats were like, he's just a poor white boy. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. just, obviously, they didn't say that, but they were basically taking his side and saying he does. It, this is all, you know, it's all a big show by Republicans. There's nothing going on. This is just their way of getting at his dad, blah, blah, blah. And then there was Representative Jayapal, who had an unfortunate, um, what do they call him? A Freudian slip. Oh, is yes. that what they call them? Uh-huh. A Freudian yes. slip. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> and you can talk about that, too, I guess. Maybe we should talk about that, too. The president incited an insurrection. I, I'm sorry. What does that have to do with anything that happened? It doesn't in that have hearing? anything to do with anything. But she was clearly thinking about Hunter Biden. <laughs> the Dems are a bunch of pervs, man. I guess she they are a bunch she of saw, pervs. She saw those tapes, huh? 
She was looking at those, weren't you, Jaya Paul? Checking out those <laughs> tapes on the down low. Oh, my God. An erection. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. These people are so gross. <gasps> well, and then afterwards, um, just the chatter about and their responses to what happened and their ways of defending Hunter and saying how he really was there to give his testimony. He was doing exactly what he was told. He was not in contempt at all. It was such gaslighting that it was absolutely incredible. Here's a great example from Representative, I forget her first name. Is it Jasmine? Jasmine Crockett? That yes, really, yes, I do Jasmine. Believe it's Jasmine, yes. Mm -hmm. My God. So here's her explaining how this was not at all, he is not in contempt. See if this makes sense to you. <laughs> and I want people to understand about contempt. Contempt is usually this intentional disregard. What Hunter has done is made it clear that he is not intentionally disregarding anything. <laughs> Chris and Chris Hayes is like, yes, yes, stupid lady. He's yes. Not intentionally disregard. He had a press conference outside <laughs> the building he was supposed to give a deposition in. That's not intentional? No, no. My, they're there. They're oh my there. God. Stupid. Oh my God. Stupid conservative lady. They're there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Listen, you, I cannot believe that you are dissing an addict. How dare you? He's yeah, an addict. <laughs> you just, you must be a, you're an addictist. <laughs> right. That's exactly, an that's exactly right. Phobe. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, and you can imagine that KJP got some questions about this, none of which, of course, she was willing to answer. And it just amazes me that as we, the taxpayers, are paying for this clown's secret service to follow him around while he shoots his documentary, God. she has the audacity to explain to us, well, she's not going to say anything because he's a private citizen and i want people to understand about contempt contempt is usually this intentional disregard what hunter has done is made it clear that he is not intentionally disregarding anything why i mean why would She's she respond to that why would she respond <laughs> it's like i'm surprised she didn't say let me be clear <laughs> let, let me be completely clear i'm not going to respond to that <laughs> And then the guy that took the cake, for sure, um, and this will be the final clip about this complete fiasco, James Clyburn was asked about whether Hunter Biden is, at this point, a huge distraction at a minimum or at a maximum, a liability to his dad and his dad's campaign. And Clyburn's answer I, is so ridiculous that I cannot even believe it is real. That's how bad it is. No doubt. Let me ask you two final questions. One, would you have advised Hunter Biden to appear at today's hearing? How big of a distraction, a liability is he to the president's reelection bid? Well, I think it's a distraction, but I don't think it's a liability. I think that all this is going to do is demonstrate what a good father Joe Biden is. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, what? that's absolutely what it demonstrates. Right, guys? I mean, that's. Totally what I think of. I think, man, he did a bang up job parenting this one. <laughs> I mean, clearly <laughs> we're, we're all thinking that. OK. All right, what? Clyburn. <laughs> how is that a real answer? Like, how is that no. real? <laughs> yeah, this is how Democrats parent their children. <laughs> and they grew up to be 53 year old crackhead losers. OK. <laughs> wow, that was that mm -hmm. was an answer. <laughs> Good job, Joe Biden. Good job with the dadding. <laughs> All right. So that happened. Um, mm -hmm. I think the vote on the contempt issue, I don't even know when it's happening. I think maybe early next week 
is when the vote is actually being taken. But all that happened, and we don't even know if he's going to be held in contempt or not. So, <laughs> and then if he is held in contempt, because of course there is a slim majority in the House of Republicans, do we really think that the DOJ is going to prosecute? No. I mean, come on. There's no way that's happening. Say, so. Somebody said yesterday there used to be a jail like right down in that building, right in the bottom of that building. But that's how it used to be done. And they could have just taken him down there and put him in jail. But that's not how. But now we're soft. Yeah. That's not going to. That would have been great to watch, though, wouldn't it? (laughs) If we could have seen him be cuffed and like taken into like custody right then and there, it would have been awesome. But he probably would have liked it and would have been telling his camera crew, make sure to get my good side. Right. You know, (laughs) is there a good side? Is there? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Moving on. um, We need to talk about the fact that Chris Christie has decided to suspend his campaign. I've never understood that <laughs> term ever. I don't understand. It's not a suspension. It is uh-huh. a termination. It is the ex- ex- extinguishing of his campaign. Yes. It is over and done so. Amazingly, though, Asa Hutchinson is still in this race, you guys. <laughs> My God. He has not exited the race. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it is like, incredible. I had no idea what? until you said that just right now. I forgot completely about him. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's true. He's actually still in the race. Chris Christie, of course, this was anticipated about a half hour, 45 minutes ahead of his actual announcement. So he sent out a press release, I guess, or his team let all the media know Chris Christie is making a, a big announcement at five o'clock Eastern. So then all the net, well, at least Fox, which was what I was watching at the time, Fox immediately went to it probably assuming that he would make the announcement right out of the gate. No. Oh, my he spent God. spent way too long. <laughs> way too long. You and I were like texting to the back point. and forth. And I was just like, when is this going to end? I cannot <laughs> with this guy. Like, he just keeps talking and talking. And you were like, his wife is even bored. His wife is yeah. falling asleep. She started out, by the way, beaming. Uh-huh. Like, she could not stop smiling. She was so excited that he was getting out. <laughs> like, you could tell how excited she was. But then, like, even she was just like, like it was enough. Yeah, like, honey, like, get to the point for crying out loud. You're talking yeah. I, I just on and on. It was a... Yeah, he was a nightmare. And then he never was a nightmare. He never endorsed anybody. He's you're supposed to do that. That's kind of like the protocol, right? Like you get out, you say, I suck. I never had a chance, <laughs> like in your own little way. And then you say, All right, this is who I'm gonna endorse now. He never did that. He never did that. And in fact, he did much worse. He criticized the two primary Everybody. candidates that that are in this against Trump. But first we'll show you um the actual piece of the announcement, the actual announcing of the announcement. Just that little clip. I'm not going to bore you with all of his rigmarole, but here's when he actually said it. Clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. I know, and I can see it from some of the faces here, that I'm disappointing some people by doing this. <laughs> everybody's like, oh my God, we're so disappointed. <laughs> really, just everybody's disappointed. So, mm-hmm. so disappointed, yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after the announcement, it was completely overshadowed by the fact that he was caught in a hot mic moment, trashing both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Now, unfortunately, uh, it cuts off like right when he's talking about DeSantis and I apparently that it's not just me like cutting it off. Right. I can't find any longer version of the hot mic clip. 
Um, but he talks about how like DeSantis is terrified or petrified, I think is the word that he uses that you'll hear at the end. But mostly this is about um, Nikki Haley, who everybody kind of presumed that he would get behind um, as part of this announcement. That's what I and thought he, too. Yeah. And he people are still saying it's going to help her more than it would help DeSantis or anybody else. Why? Because um, he, he did it because he's out or because he didn't? Why? Well, would, the they think it's going to help Nikki the most, like his exit is going right. to help Nikki the most because they're the most similar. The if numbers, you think about yeah. it, they are, they are the most similar. Okay. Yeah. 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 So here he is. It's very clear audio. This wasn't like muffled or hard to hear. It's plenty easy to hear. People don't want to hear it, Wayne. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And, and there's, you know, we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more, any more direct or worked any harder. So, Unless you know. Unless you forget she spent $68 million. Yeah. I mean, oh. we spent like well, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's gonna, what you get. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV. Spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been she's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. I, you know, I talked to De DeSantis called me, petrified that's that I would. He's probably getting out of half of Iowa. Well, and that's where it ends. And I couldn't. I've listened to it a million times, and I can't understand what he's saying DeSantis is petrified of. But that was that was the hot mic moment. And he's getting out after and she's and there's she's going to get smoked. She's not up to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jerk. I mean, listen, like, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you don't think there's going to be <laughs> hot mics around. Right. God, well, and then he DeSantis responded at, at initially to this by saying, I agree that she's going to get smoked. <laughs> and then when people started saying, yeah, but what about the comment that he made about you? And I loved it. His answer was, I've been to Fallujah and Ramadi. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That's, I so, mean, has Chris, Christie been, has Chris Christie been there? Yeah. Mm -mm, I don't think he would. Unless be they eligible. have snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. And I also love dogs. Oh, my God. And I know so many of our listeners and watchers love their dogs, too. Is your dog, can we see? He's right. He's at my feet. Well, how, how is uh, Teddy Mooshbear responding to Rough Greens? He's loving it. He's loving it. He's, he's doing great. And you know he didn't get that at his last house. Oh, no, there's no way. There's no, no way. No. Rough Greens is what dog-loving parents give to their dogs because they care about them and want to live their longest, bestest lives. This is Rough Greens. This little bag is filled with green powder that was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and it is chock full of all the missing minerals, nutrients, vitamins, um, omegas that your dry dog food doesn't have. So not to say that there's anything wrong with dry dog food. There's not. But this sprinkled on top of it will definitely make sure that your dog is getting everything they need from a health perspective, from a vitamins and supplements perspective every single day, and it will ensure that they live their longest, healthiest lives. And so you can try it for free because our dogs love it. As you just heard, my dogs go crazy for it. 
Um, but if you don't know, like if your dog is very finicky and you just don't know, the great news is, is you can try a jumpstart trial bag of it for free. All you have to do is go to Rough Chicks. That's R-U-F-F, roughchicks.com. <clears throat> All you do is cover shipping and they will send you your jumpstart trial bag of it for free. You can give it to your dogs. You're going to see how much they love it. And then you can decide this. I got to do this every day because this is the best thing for my dogs. And they have great so, treats. Really, really yes. great treats mm-hmm. that don't yes. upset your dog's stomachs. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, okay, so right after that hot mic moment, or not right after, but shortly thereafter, and, you know, that that went viral very, very quickly. So it was clear that Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis were going to go into their debate against each other, knowing that that had just happened. And I don't know if that's something that would rattle them or not rattle them. I have no idea. Um, but their debate, which I did not watch, <laughs> but I do have all the good clips from, right. uh, apparently was heated at times. And there was a a new tactic that Nikki Haley decided to employ at this debate. And that was to mention a new website that she has started. She and her team have started DeSantisLies.com, which has already been fact-checked by PolitiFact um, because she sourced a lot of things from PolitiFact and then missed the nuance that they had in their reporting and then just said, he lies. Um, And so she mentioned that website name no fewer than 16 times in, I think, what was an hour-long debate to the point where a lot of people on Twitter were like, Nikki, Ixnay on the website way, okay? Like, it's too much. It was just weird. Um, And that seemed to be her, the way that she answered a lot of his points, a lot of the questions. So we'll get to some clips because um, the first one was probably his best zinger, At the end of this clip, you'll hear what I'm talking about. He's responding to her uh, view on Ukraine. Doesn't articulate how this comes to an end, except she was asked uh, after the last debate uh, by, I believe, Megyn Kelly. And she said, you bring it to an end by bringing Ukraine into NATO. But of course, we're a NATO country. So if you bring Ukraine into NATO, that puts the United States at war. Megyn said that to her. And then she basically gave a word salad uh, as to how you go from there. So they have sent cash. Uh, she supports this $106 billion that they're trying to get through Congress. Where's some of that money going? They've done tens of billions of dollars to pay salaries for Ukrainian government bureaucrats. They've paid pensions for Ukrainian retirees with your tax dollars. We've got homeless veterans. We have all these problems. This is the UN way of thinking that we're somehow globalists and we have unlimited resources to do. You know, 
I think here's the problem. You can take the ambassador out of the United Nations, but you can't take the United Nations out of the ambassador. That's a pretty good line. That's a pretty good line. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we asked her that question when we had her on our show about the pensions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, and she's just, she kind of just digs her heels in on that. Well, she's very politic-y, you know, in in many of her answers. Um, And so just to give you an idea of what it sounded like when she first introduced this new website gimmick of hers, um, this is the clip where she introduced it for the first time. And then just remember, she mentioned it no fewer than 16 times after this. But you're going to find out tonight that there's going to be a lot of Ron's lies that have happened. There are at least a couple of dozen so far that he's done. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com and look at all of those. There's at least two dozen lies that he's told about me. And you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his... His campaign is exploding. You're going to see the fact that he has switched his um, policies multiple times, and we'll call that out tonight. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night. Well, I think this that was her zinger. That was clever, right? That was okay. <laughs> don't turn it into something. a drinking game. Okay, that was something. Okay. So, I mean, I guess he could do the same about her, though, right? He could start a website and call out because, I mean, there's been a couple of things that she said. Oh, I didn't say that over the past couple of weeks. And we've. Even I am so talked- glad that you're saying that because that's right. exactly what his response was. OK, check this out. <laughs> I think this is interesting because uh, you can actually go to rondesantis.com because Nikki Haley has this tactic. If you uh, hold her accountable to her record, first, she'll say, I never said that. Well, one good rule of thumb, if she says she's never said something, that definitely means she said it. And then she'll say, you're lying, you're lying. That means not only did she say it, but she's on videotape saying it. And so we have all the greatest hits. The reality is uh, Nikki Haley is not somebody that has been willing to stand in and fight on behalf of conservatives. You know, she ran for governor saying she was going to do universal school choice, and she caved to the teachers union. She didn't deliver that. In Florida, I delivered the largest expansion of school choice in the history of the United States. I beat the teachers union. And you know what the results are? When she was governor of South Carolina, she was rated 50th in education, dead last. You know where Florida is under my watch? Number one in the nation. Your response, Governor Haley? <laughs> and that's she again she was like you should go to desantislies.com and see yeah. how much he lies <laughs> to see how much he lies about me not so much about policies and stuff like that but see how much he's lied about me it's like it's just there I, I gotta hate this part i know it's I the just, worst I, this is what i really hate about primaries and i hate about campaigning and we've been through this before and it just gets so freaking ugly and it's like the hot mics with chris christie and the you know she i, I like she's not up to this and he's a jerk and I hate her. I hate his wife. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it just is all so dumb. I just, all these people suck, you know, they're just, (laughs) but they, but they're clawing their way to the top, which I guess is part of the deal. You know, I, I guess, but it's like, she lies, he lies, everybody lies. Well, I mean, welcome to politics. Yeah. Thank you. 
And maybe that was Jake Tapper's point in asking this ridiculous question, which we've made fun of in the past at previous debates, where it's like the moderators just have this need to make nice. They want everybody to like make up at the end of a really brutal, you know, knockdown drag out fight. And so I, I don't even remember which of the previous debates that happened or who asked the question about what nice thing can you say about your competitors, which was so dumb. And Jake Tapper did it again. And it is the most awkward and uncomfortable part of this debate that I saw. What? What do you admire about Governor Haley? Well, look, I mean, I think that, um, you know, at the United Nations, um, I did think that she she spoke out strongly on some key issues. And I appreciated that. I also appreciate uh, the state of South Carolina. My wife uh, is a College of Charleston graduate. Um, her parents live there for many, many years. And so it is a wonderful state. Uh, there's a lot of great people there. Um, and I think to be able to have been governor there is, is a great achievement. And um, I uh, really appreciate everyone I've gotten to meet in South Carolina. Governor Haley, what do you admire about Governor DeSantis? I think he's been a good governor. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to squeeze in another quick break, and we'll be right back with more from the uh, Republican debate. So, oh, so angry. Yikes. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, at least he came up with some stuff to say about her, but you're right. The question sucks. The I mean, question, it's just so dumb. The question just... totally yeah, the question blows. Nobody wants to say that. But I mean, they both were like, you're you're a good governor. You're a good governor. OK, let's move on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was so awkward and cringy and yikes. Oh, my gosh. Now, what's interesting is that I've seen mixed reviews on who won that debate. So Fox News said Nikki won. Um, and I think they're the only ones that I've seen say Nikki won. Most other outlets that I've seen this morning, at least, are saying that DeSantis was a clear winner. Scott Jennings on CNN. Um, kind of broke down, I, I think he summarized the criticism of Nikki that I've seen elsewhere um, pretty well. So here is the CNN panel's take. Uh, I'll answer Abby's question. I think DeSantis won tonight. I think the first 12 or 15 minutes didn't help either of them. I thought the initial squabbles made them both look fairly small, frankly. But I think DeSantis settled down as the night went on and Haley, to Axe's point, uh, continued to be rattled. I think Haley drastically overplayed her hand on this website business. Yeah. I think it hurt her. I think it cratered her throughout the night. And it sounded like someone to me, the more she went to that well, like someone who couldn't defend their own record. I mean, it became this crutch. It was oh, like life a, it was like a oh. rhetorical sandwich board. And it didn't. I think that the more she went to it, the more annoying, frankly, it seemed throughout the night. I thought the immigration exchange, to your point, was critical. And I thought DeSantis won on that. It's like somebody told her to do that. Yeah, it's like she had an advisor type. Just keep referring to the website, and that it's just no, it's not. Because then it does feel like it's a crutch if right. you rely on it like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's you got to like answer the freaking questions, which is why people like debate. They like spirited debate. They want to hear you talk. They don't want you to just refer to a freaking website. Yeah, you know? yeah. And at the same time as this debate was happening, Trump was doing his Fox News town hall. And so we've got some clips uh, of that. I, you guys know where I stand on Trump. He is somebody that I think is probably going to be our nominee, and I will probably then vote for him if that is the case. So, um, but he's not my preferred candidate, and it's because of just the meanness and because of the lies. And one of the examples of the lies is the fact that he continues to say, which I think everybody 
that is thinking rationally knows this is a lie, that Florida was like the big shutdown state and that DeSantis and Fauci are BFFs. I mean, like that's so just patently ridiculous on every level to anyone that remembers what yeah, actually I mean, happened in us, reality. For all of us who <laughs> live through it, it is kind of dumb. It is really it's dumb. Just, it just, like, I don't understand why don't he does pick, it. Like, don't pick that one. Don't pick that right. one. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So this first clip is of him talking about, there was a question from the audience, do you promise to not shut things down again? And it was funny because at the beginning of his answer, he was like, now when you say that, are you talking about the budget or are you talking about COVID? <laughs> Which I thought was great because yeah. if he... I think he would be all in favor of shutting down government over these budget talks. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to COVID, he said, you know, no, that he wouldn't shut it down, that he didn't shut things down, which I was also like, wait, you are the one up there with Fauci talking about 15 days to slow down the curve or whatever. Yeah. So you you were a part of that and you can't deny it. Um, but he always wants to shift the focus to DeSantis as he does right here. Florida did shut down. Run DeSantis shut down or as he's known, run to sanctimonious. He, he shut his state down very violently, actually, and shut the highways down, the roads down. But we had, uh, I'm a federalist in a sense, because that's the federalist way. No, I didn't actually have a shutdown, despite the fact that some people wanted to, and some people didn't want to. But we had some great governors. The governors that did the best job were Republican governors, and they were the ones that didn't shut down. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate it. So, but, but a lot of people say, you know, that you listen too much to Dr. Fauci. Yeah. You were president at the time, could have perhaps influenced keeping things more open. And of course, Ron DeSantis would, would definitely argue with your uh, characterization of how he handled it. But if you go back and look at the records, you will see that the biggest fan of Dr. Fauci was Ron DeSanctimonious. He what? <laughs> Just like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, people fled to Florida and you can't. Right. D you can't deny that. I mean, that's just it's like that. There's data to back that up. People left other states to go to Florida because Florida was free. Florida and Texas are two states that people were like leaving and going. To, they were leaving other states, going to Florida and Texas. Why is that? It's because they did such a great job remaining free. I was one of the people that I was like, I'm I left Indiana and went to Texas and Indiana was pretty free, I guess, free ish, at least where we lived. Right. We were like in, you know, we were in an area that was somewhat free. But then when we went to Texas, we were like, God, this is exponentially better. And I'm sure a lot of people felt that way when they moved to Florida. They were like, absolutely awesome. And it's because of what? It's because of the leadership there. It's because of the policies that were in place. So that's just I feel like that it was a little disingenuous. You can't. It's just it's weird. You can't say that he didn't do a good job with COVID because he was that's. Where he was the model. And right. you can go to former Trump rallies where right. he talked about DeSantis like, being the model. Yeah. So it's just dumb. I don't know yeah. why he's trying to rewrite history. Either. You can't you it's can't just, rewrite history. And it's like pick on somebody else. You know what I mean? But that, that that's a yeah. weird thing to pick on. I think that is kind of weird. Um, Trump also believes and I don't listen, I am not a financial and uh, certainly not a stock market expert by any stretch of the imagination. But I I don't know if this is even possible to be true. Tell me what you think, because Trump has an answer for why the stock market is so high right now. Here is his explanation. We have a situation which I believe the stock market goes up because I'm leading. I think if I wasn't leading, the stock market would be 25 percent lower. And I think, frankly, if 
I didn't win, I think the stock market would crash. Yeah, I but believe you said the when stock- there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. Well, I Just think there clear. will be a crash if I don't win. And I say that, and I do not want to be Herbert Hoover. Do you know who Herbert Hoover was? 1929, he was the president, and that was not a good time to be. I don't want to be Herbert Hoover, and I won't be Herbert Hoover. So, okay, well, I don't because listen. he's leading the polls? Yeah, I don't know. I Listen, I would have to talk to somebody who does financial analysis in order to to talk about that subject. Because we're going to ask don't. Zach Abraham. That's what we're right. going to do. We're going we to ask him that next time we, we talk have to, to him. Talk, I think that's a great thing to talk to him about because I honestly <laughs> don't know. Now, do I think that presidents, they, they, um, they help to, I guess, guide like what's happening in the markets? Yeah. Who's, who's in office will will skew that one way or the other. I do believe that. But I mean, I don't know if he's going to make it like exponentially better. And and, and it's going to take a while probably for him to fix the economy. It's not going to be like an overnight thing if he gets if and when he gets into office. I, I mean, I think what he's saying is businesses, which are which make up the stock market, are are hopeful that he is going to win and right. therefore that's why the market is doing well. I mean, I don't know if that's a thing that can happen, but maybe it is. I just do not know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting clip. There's a woman there um, who uh, apparently, I think Brett and Martha thought that she was an undecided that was leaning towards DeSantis. But it turns out that they find out, as you'll hear, um, that she's like solidly in the tank for DeSantis and called Trump out on his meanness to people that he hired. And now, you know, there's so many people that worked for Trump that he hired um, that he's now talks trash about. And his his answer to that is interesting because he ends up harping on the loyalty issue once again. So here okay. is that cue. Right. Um, that's absolutely true. So let's, let's hear from Jane Jack who is a teacher from Rhodes, Iowa. Jane, thank you so much for being here. And and you said that you plan to caucus for DeSantis, but you're not completely decided. Is that right? No, I, I am firmly, I will um, be caucusing for DeSantis. Um, but I will say, Mr. President, I am extremely grateful that in your first term, you accomplished so many great things, but it was also with the help of many great people. Since that time, you have publicly criticized and personally demeaned so many of them. If you're given four more years, how will you convince good people to take the risk of working with you? So I have a lot of people that want to work with me. I have people calling just as I'm getting on the stage. I had a call from two of the very most important people in the military want to come to work for me. Everybody wants to come to work for us. Uh, We're going to have no trouble. We had great people. We had a couple that were Not great, stiffs, as I would call them, but that's true with anybody. But now I've gotten to know Washington. I've gotten to know the people. I know the best. I know the smart ones, the dumb ones, the weak ones, the strong ones. And I think you're going to see something like you've never seen before. And the people in this room know it. We did an an amazing job. And uh, the reason, you know, we have support is because of the job we did. Now, you like Ron DeSantis, but he wouldn't even be around today. He'd be working in a pizza shop or perhaps a law firm, if I didn't endorse him. You know, I endorsed him, took him from nothing to winning an election. And I was all for him. And then one day he said he'd run against me four years later after I got him in. And I said, that's not a loyal person. We can't have that. That's not a loyal person. I'm 
feel like Ron DeSantis wouldn't be working in a pizza shop. <laughs> I mean, come on. Are you serious? That's been a line. I don't I think it's because he used to call him Ron Meatball DeSantis. And is that so like what it is? that's the connection to a pizza. I don't know. Okay. I, I cannot I don't want to be in that brain. I mean, I <laughs> feel like he wouldn't be doing that. He has a little bit of a resume. I don't know. I just like I feel like he'd be doing a little bit more. Not nothing against people who work in pizza shops. I'm just saying, I feel like anyway. Um, but I listen, maybe he has learned, maybe Trump, because he did do four years in the swamp, maybe he has learned and he can hire um, more effectively and accordingly this time around. Maybe he's like, it's kind of like you and I doing this for 15 years. The first couple of years, we were a little bit trusting. And then yes. after, by around year three or four, <laughs> oh, we were not trusting anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because people suck in this industry and they're terrible and they're soul sucking mm. and they will take advantage of you and they do take advantage of you. And maybe it took him a while. I can't believe that it took him a while to learn that because he's been in business for so long. But politics is probably a little different than business. Yeah. There's nothing like politics. But I mean, this is still the guy that is praising Rana at all of his rallies. Yeah. So I mean, to he's got to get rid of her. I don't know how much he's learned. Like his answer to why are you so mean and demeaning to people that you personally selected was I hire all the greatest people. <laughs> so I mean, well, he's got to get rid of her. And hopefully there will be get rid of her. There will be somebody in his ear saying she is a loser. Yeah, fire she's her. been absolutely worthless. Why useless. are you still praising her? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think to that woman's point, like to trash Kaylee McEnany, for example, right. people that really were great for him and who did who have been super, super supportive just because she praised DeSantis, I think, on a on a one of her TV shows at some point, And he ripped her to shreds. And it's that kind of thing. I think that woman was trying to get him to address. And he just ended up saying it's a loyalty thing. And the loyalty argument is creepy AF. Well, I mean, he's not a freaking king. Loyalty doesn't equal effectiveness or being good at your job. So that's, I mean, that's another thing. It's it's sort of like, you know, like Rana could be very, very loyal to him, but she's useless. Right. She exactly. is a useless person in that position. She's just sucking money off of all of us. So he needs to recognize that. Hopefully this time around, he will. Well, and Megan Kelly, it was interesting because Megan posted a tweet. She was going back and forth between the Nikki and Ron debate and the Trump town hall. Cause of course, again, they were at the same time and she kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to why Trump is such a draw. And so here is what she tweeted. She said, switching between CNN and Fox and there just is no comparison. Trump on TV is totally compelling. He's funny. He's interesting. And he was very on tonight. You see the two and think, okay, policy principle points. What if, and then you see Donald Trump and remember. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense, right? Like it makes sense how he is able to continue to have just piles and piles of people who are, to his point, loyal. They will never, ever, ever turn away from him. And, and she's right that he can be extremely charming and hilarious. And there was, there was this point where he was asked about who he would pick for VP. And his answer was like the perfect example of exactly what she's talking about. He was hysterical. Listen. Who would be in the running for a vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know 
who it's going to be. Give us a hint. I'll give you. We'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, I will. I will. I've already started to like Christy better. Christy for vice president. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christie for vice president. You know, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. No, I do no. want to get to this other question. Before- <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. That is hysterical. I mean, I think, listen, it could be anybody. It could be if he, he, he already knows. knows. Yeah, he knows who it is. That's yeah. so funny. He knows who it is. God, you guys, it could be anybody. It could be Vivek, you know, is just like chomping at the bit to be that person. He doesn't say it, but you know, he's just like saying, well, I mean, I could be vice president and then be president in four more years. I don't, I mean, who do you think, like, who do you really, really think it will be? <sighs> I think it'll probably, it'll be a woman. I think it's going to be a woman. I don't know. I do. I lean towards Christy Noam. Somebody like her. But I don't know. He may pick like a Carrie Lake or something. I don't know. I don't what know. About Sarah San- would he pick Sarah Sanders, who's been governing? No, no. Not- I don't think he's going to pick her because I don't think she is. I, I, you know, we, I love her. I think she's fantastic. But I don't think she's as out there. She's not as, um, people don't know her as much. She's not as, I, I don't think she's like as charismatic as a lot of other people that he could pick. Because that's what he's all about. You know, he's all about personality and charisma and um that's his that's who he is he's trump you know he's got to have somebody you think, and i hear um elise stefanik's name thrown around also that would, that would be fine i just think he needs somebody who has governed like who has been a governor that's why i lean towards christy Noah because she has governed a state and so she's got that that experience that leadership governing experience and so somebody like that would be tremendous yeah. and huge which is why it would be a. Ter- I think Carrie Lake would be a horrible choice because yeah. she comes from literally the same background. I mean, not the same background, but she's a media star. That's her mm-hmm. job she's experience. Media. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that would be. She needed to have. She needs to have experience governing before she becomes yeah. like a vice president. Yeah, I totally agree. Tulsi. Somebody said Tulsi Gabbard. That'd that be, would be a fantastic so interesting. Too. Be amazing because that would pull a lot more people like independence in. And so that would be a fantastic pick too. Oh my God, it's, no, not Don Jr. That would be a disaster. disaster. Oh my God, Total no. disaster. You can't have a family ticket. No. Oh my God, no, absolutely no. not. No, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. Somebody said Candace Owens. She'd be good, but I mean, that, I mean there she again, have she's any experience. Not, doesn't have any experience. We can't have somebody from media doing this. I mean, I, everybody's like saying Tucker and I don't even think Tucker would be. I just don't think that's a good idea. What are we doing? I think somebody people are throwing around the name Ben Carson, who's recently endorsed uh, Trump. So that he's so gentle, though. And maybe that's what Trump would want, because Ben Carson will never push back against him. He's so sweet. He's so soft and gentle. Man, that's right. Candace is in the tank for Vivek. In fact, she's campaigning with him. So I don't think that's going to be. She's not going to be a thing. Mm -mm. Although (laughs) she'd probably do it. If asked, she would probably do it. Mock. I think you're right, though. I think it will be a woman. I just don't. I'm just not my, entirely sure which my woman. bet would be on Christy Noam. Mm-hmm. The there was an amazing tweet that or a headline that is it's just going to blow your mind in light of the fact that we've talked so much this week about Lloyd Austin and the whole hullabaloo surrounding his hospital stay, which apparently he's still in the hospital, which yeah. I didn't know until yesterday. Somebody said that, and I was like, he's still there. Yeah. What? Anyway, look at this headline. 
What do you see that's wrong with this headline that says White House orders cabinet secretaries to notify if unable to perform duties amid Lloyd Austin scandal? <laughs> notify what? Like what? Why are? Oh, my God. Like, was this not already a procedure that was I just in cannot place? Be- right. This is the thing. Like, what in the <laughs> world? Why does this have to be a headline? What? This is insanity. Oh, my God. I- Oh, my God. What are we so doing now? They're like, maybe if there's like a really important person in our administration unable to perform their duties, people should know. Let's put that on. A, let's make that a process. The fact that they have to tell people this is insane. God, just, this is the most inept administration in history. It's Nobody. Incredible. It's like they're not adults. They don't know how to do their jobs. I, I Yeah. It's outrageous. It is absolutely incredible. Um, an interesting historical thing took place in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, and perhaps you've heard about it. If you haven't, here is that one reporter whose name I can never remember to tell you all about it. I think you'll like this story. History was made in Minnesota's capital city of St. Paul today. Or should we say herstory was made? St. Paul's new city council was sworn in this afternoon, made up entirely of women. And get this, six of the seven council members are women of color, and they are all under the age of 40. Four of them are new members and say that affordable housing and access to child care are some of their top priorities. Congratulations to them and the people of St. Paul. I am betting that they get some stuff done. Oh, yeah. Okay. How is this diverse or equitable? <laughs> it's like, sounds dreadful to me. Like, I, seriously. And as a woman, I'm saying that as a, as a, I'm a woman, like an actual woman. And, you know, you and I both worked in corporate America for collectively like half a century before we became <laughs> chicks on the right. That's a long ass time. But we did that. And I, I got to tell you, like I've worked with women, I've worked with men. If I walked into an all female workplace in corporate America, I would be like that little baby in the meme that walked in and like just walked right out. <laughs> oh, oh crap! Because I would not, I mean, no offense. I just don't want to work with all women. I don't want to. I need to have some dudes in there to kind of shake it up. Plus, mm-hmm. I like working with dudes. I like Same. it, you know? So I don't, I just, wow, a bunch of women. Can you imagine the squabbling and the. I don't, I just don't think this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the feminists out there would be like, you're just showing your internalized misogyny. Uh, I'm mis- <laughs> okay, fine. I'm a, I'm a misogynist then. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I, I think this but, is but a disaster. But it's not diverse. How is this diverse? What are we doing to men? Like when we say we want an all female workforce and then no men are present. What, what is that? What are you saying to men? You're not needed. You're not wanted here. We don't need you. We don't want you. I don't, I hate that. I hate that. It's terrible messaging. I hate that narrative. I like men. I want men around. I like (laughs) you just FYI. (laughs) And I like working with you. Um, there, speaking of just ridiculous people, there was in San Francisco, the Board of Supervisors, apparently in a vote of eight to three, I believe, voted for a resolution calling for a ceasefire um, in this Israel-Gaza war. So they're like, we're all in agreement uh, in a vote of eight to three that there needs to be a ceasefire. And we hereby resolve that there should be a ceasefire. And the celebration that this free, these freak shows engaged in, and this is yesterday, you guys, you'll note 
everyone almost is masked and they are celebrating the fact that they think they've accomplished something. And then there was this tweet. I was just saying, there's one that like can't even clap on the beat. Did you see that? I can't <laughs> clap on a beat. Okay. This, anyways, this good. was my favorite response is from Amir Shavat, who said, breaking Israel just passed a resolution calling to resolve the homeless and crime problems in San Francisco. <laughs> Cause that's how effective their dumbass resolution was. I it's mean, literally just the same people who block traffic. Right. And yeah. they think they've accomplished something. They've done nothing. Yeah. They've done oh absolutely nothing. And their masks. In their masks. Why do you have the masks on? <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? What are you protecting are yourself you from? <laughs> oh my God. I understand these people. So ridiculous. Um, and then there was another video that was floating around the day before yesterday, I think, that I ignored completely because I thought, well, these are just crazy people or this is satire. It's not real. No, in fact, it is real. It is a real choir who has put to music words written by Nicole Hannah-Jones and Stacey Abrams. Oh, my God. And they made it into a song, and they are singing it earnestly, not ironically, this at all. This is real. This is real. <laughs> this is completely, 100%, a real thing that they are proud of. That it goes on and on and on. Like I there, won't even make you listen to any more of it. There is so much mental illness in that room. <laughs> there is so much. Look at it. Look at the room. Like these, these are the people. Like when the crap really hits the fan, all these people are going to go first. Seriously. <laughs> Although I think the zombies would pass them by. Honestly, it, I just yeah. Oh zombies would be like, mm -mm, that's nah, too, that's too gonna, weird for me. Not eating your brains. <laughs> totally not eating your brain. <laughs> My God, I just cannot with the mask. What right? is that? They spent hours working on that and practicing it. Yeah. Like adults going, they've spent, they went to practice. They were like earnest about it. They're like, you guys, let's get together on Thursday night and practice. Okay. We got to practice. I mean, I know you were in show choir and everything and I respect the show choir thing. All right. I mean, I, you, you do you and I love it with the jazz hands. I love you for that. <laughs> but these people were like, let's. <laughs> Let's do a little ditty about this, about valid. Well, and somebody, before they even did the little, the practicing of the little ditty, somebody had to take those words and write a score. Right. And then make <laughs> Xerox copies of it and put it in the little choir books and then like decide who sings alto and what the, the tenor line is and all of it. I just, I, this is, these are adults. <laughs> and this is, and I actually took that, I took that clip, I sent it to my adult kids in California. I said, this is reason number like 
100,000, 100, like whatever, why I'm not a liberal. Like, <laughs> look at these freaks. Right? <laughs> they were like, oh my God, this could not be real. It's, oh, it's real. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's real. real. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we actually finished up a little quicker than I thought. And so I, I have one feel good video that I just was so sweet uh, and it's baseball related. Did we I even mention, it. did we talk about Nick Saban and the reason for my name today? We, no, we probably need to mention Nick Saban because you have not mentioned him yet. Let's mention there him was, and then do that yeah. baseball video. Yeah. There was celebration all up in this house last night. <laughs> You're so my excited. husband, as soon as he saw the news that Nick Saban is retiring, as soon as he saw the news, he jumped up with like such force and excitement that my dogs started barking because they thought something was going on. Like they were like, what's going on? Who's oh my here? God, I have to bark. Who's here? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. So excited. If it's, everybody knows who Nick Saban is, right? I mean, Alabama people, football coach. An Alabama coach. Yeah. If you're an SEC girl like we are, we're both the kind of SEC. She's SEC girl by marriage. I'm a Tennessee girl. And so, you know, people get excited about that kind of crap when, oh yeah, when good people coaches Because I'm like, I, I asked Mark last night, I go, I go, who's going to take his place? She goes, Hope hopefully somebody bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a good answer. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't want any more Nick Saban wins. Thank you I very know, much. I know. <laughs> so, Becky's like, roll, Todd, roll. I almost went to Alabama. Fun fact about me. I had my roommate and everything at the University of Alabama. I was going to be in Tutwiler dorm if anybody out there went to Alabama. And I was going to go. So I have a little bit of an affinity towards Alabama because I really love that campus. I loved it. But then at the last minute, I switched and I went to Tennessee instead. So, you know, I don't I have any affinity. I could have <laughs> been an Alabama girl, but I was a Tennessee Yeah, that girl. would be, that'd be a problem. That would be a problem for you. We probably wouldn't have been friends. You would, <laughs> Ron would have just said, nope, can't nope, be friends. Not allowed. Nope. Disallowed. <laughs> We finished exactly on time. I'm so, so happy. Thank you for everyone for understanding about this previously scheduled appointment, but we will be back at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central tomorrow morning as normal. Regular time. Regular time tomorrow, okay? Everybody bring it in. Thanks. Wish uh, mock luck on her blood draw. Good luck. Good luck with your blood draw. And we will talk to everybody tomorrow. Bye. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.